Are you tired of being a consumer all day, watching talks and listening to podcasts? Are you ready to help create the moment and be part of the conversation? Do you have a story to share, a unique perspective, or a burning question that you want to bring to the circle? Join me, Ethan Lipsitz, in the Love Extremist living room. Starting in May, I'll be hosting a weekly digital salon where we gather to discuss topics related to love, liberation, and community. I'll invite guest co-facilitators, many of whom have been on this podcast, to share their stories and offer a space for engagement where we can hear one another as co-creators and build the world we want to live in. I'm giving away free tickets to the first salon for all who sign up at www.extremist.love slash living room. That's www.extremist.love slash living room. I can't wait to see you there. Hello, everybody. We are here. It's me, Ethan. And me, Michelle. And we're in love. (laughs) It's quarantine. (laughs) And we're introducing Love Extremist Radio. Uh, This episode is going to be with Simeon Dill, a dear friend of ours. (gasps) Both of ours. A legend in the Chicago detail and hair styling scene and someone who holds incredible communal conversations. So I can't wait for this. Apologies in advance on the recording quality. I didn't have these fancy microphones set up (laughs) for that conversation. But what's up? Hey. (laughs) So this week we're celebrating the color red. (laughs) I thought you were going to say we're celebrating that we're getting married a year from oh yeah we just celebrated our negative one (laughs) wedding anniversary (laughs) assuming all things go according to plan crossing our fingers yeah we celebrated our negative one wedding anniversary so a year from now we'll be married which will be beautiful (laughs) um yeah why did i say the color red oh well we have a red desk thanks to you um me modern and, and what is it? All Modern. All Modern, that's right. All Modern, where I got a desk for Michelle. <laughs> Shout out, sponsor us. Fun, fun fact, my first job in tech was at a uh, interior design online company that is RIP, dead, bankrupt. And I had to order many, 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 many pieces of furniture from All Modern oh, as part of my job. What a world. <laughs> well, they gave us a Full great deal. circle. <laughs> Thanks, All Modern. You guys are great. <laughs> Also, in the context of red, I am reading uh, (laughs) last week's New York Times style issue, All on the Silk Road, which is a fantastic, fantastic issue. Um, If you can get it, uh, check it out. New York Times Magazine is so good. It's great. It is so beautiful. And although there are a ton of ads in it. Yeah, it smells a bit like (laughs) perfume. But Um, it's still a really beautiful magazine. Like T Magazine has some incredible interiors in it always. Mm -hmm. So just like inspired by it. Speaking of interiors, you've been sending me some incredible interiors from the team at Take Sunset. Hey. Um, and all these beautiful mid-century homes that are going on the market or just being celebrated. I'm totally like living vicariously through Instagram because we can't travel right now. And it is a bit of a window a huge, into the world. Isn't yeah, it? it really is. Like I was reading some study this week about how we're happier in general when we see more of the world. And we get to experience new cultures. It was like a scientific study about how travel is so important to our well-being. And I think that that's a huge part of our lives that we really do. We travel a lot, even if it's just to go see our families. But um, we haven't been able to. And thankfully, we've been really healthy and safe over the last 10 weeks. And we also are going to go on a little getaway thanks to hotels Mm. tonight. Not Thanks. sponsored, but just because like they, <laughs> we found a really great deal on hotels tonight. So we're going to go up to Santa Barbara and check it out and stay for a couple nights. Just get out of our house for a bit. That will be nice. I'm so excited. Shout outs to Miriam for looking after Bonnie. <laughs> yeah. Our pup. Yeah. That really, she's the, the MVP of she's this the story. She's making it happen. <laughs> um, but also just to go back, New York Times today, Sunday, released a what is probably historic uh, cover oh. uh, that was just uh, basically all obituaries naming over 100,000 um I, I think they named a thousand people on the front page. Right, they didn't name all the people, but the but the the headline says a hundred thousand, yes. over a hundred thousand. Oh my gosh, it's so iconic! It's, like we yeah. we ought to save it. We, 
invested in getting the paper a couple months, how maybe six months ago. Mm-hmm. So we get the New York Times every Sunday, and it's so nice. And we used to go bike to the coffee shop and read it on Sunday mornings. And now we don't do that, but we get it on our doorstep and it's been insane to look at the titles and the headlines over the last few weeks. I've been taking pictures of them and just it's wild that we're experiencing this. It's crazy. Yeah. We're really, it's like you pinch yourself just to be in this moment. And for anyone that thinks like when things get back to normal, it's like, yeah, we're done with that. Like, onto oh onto evolution <laughs> yeah and and while that might be very scary it's also really exciting because we all have a role to play and an opportunity to i think engage with what that future is going to look like by living it now right like let's assume this is normal so what are we going to do yeah well i think that like i don't know you've been super creative and it seems like this week you reached a new level of like innovation you think so I think so. Like just we've been talking about our lives and our work so much over the last few weeks. And I think the first half of this experience was just trying to keep up Mm -hmm. like, oh, shit, (laughs) how can I pivot and make sure that like what I'm doing is relevant and valuable and helpful. Mm -hmm. And now we're out of that almost like, well, this isn't going anywhere anytime soon. And so now it's more of a, instead of a pivot, it's a response to what's happening in the world. And um, I think that for a lot of us, like we're actually coming to that now as Mm -hmm. opposed to like triaging. Yeah. We're able to plan ahead. And that's cool. That's like a much higher position to be in. Yeah. It's exciting. And I feel that. I feel that energy, that creative energy coming back and being like, oh, wow, there's a lot. There's a lot we can be doing. And um, just recognizing what is within our sphere of influence or just our creative instinct and really tapping into that and listening to it. Um, been learning a lot from the holisticism <laughs> newsletter and teaching me about how to tap into my Akashic records, which we've talked about a little bit, <laughs> but also just intuition in general. And like, I, I just believe the more embodied we are, the more we get a chance to meditate every day or exercise or just be in our bodies and feel it, the more we can act from a little bit more of an informed place and not just be reactive, but actually kind of like internalize, Oh, this feels right. So that's a magnet. Like let's follow that. Right. Yeah. What else have you been loving this week? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Other than me. I've been loving you so hard. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Lots of great business ideas, you know, (laughs) lots of playful, uh, great zooms. I want to, I want to give a special shout out to first off therapy. Um, which didn't didn't happen this week but my assignment from the week before was basically to recognize all the assumptions I was making and how that was influencing my behavior and one assumption that I made um, was just about reaching out to a friend and not hearing back from him and him just kind of falling silent and so I made this assumption I was like oh maybe I did something maybe I upset him maybe he doesn't want to respond I do that all the time it's called personalization right and after like a couple days of that, I was like, this is silly. I don't need to, I don't need to like harp on this internally. I'm just going to like not make any assumptions and just trust that we'll reconnect when we reconnect. And we did. And he hit me up this weekend and it was so nice to reconnect and recognize like I had nothing to worry about. And so often we create problems through assumption without having a real basis in what's real. And ultimately, we're all living our own lives and have our own distractions and things that we prioritize. And to take it personally only really hurts us. So that was a big lesson. And I'm really happy that that happened. And I think, yeah, just recognizing, just being aware when we're making assumptions and they're not based in any reality. And then how can we just let them go so they don't affect our day or our sleep or anything else? Yep. 99% of the time, it's not about you. Totally. Totally. And even when it is about you, it's not really about you. not about you. It's not. It's not. It's really not. Anything else to add, Miss Michelle Pelazon, um, who just made the most unbelievable dinner and <laughs> chocolate fudge? We did a little family Zoom dinner. So. We did with, with my, with the Pelazon family. So my mom and dad, my sister and her boyfriend, we all made the same recipe, which was really fun. And Ours was we, the best. Obviously, we crushed it. Um, and then I, I improvised a cauliflower risotto. Which was unbelievable. <laughs> Oh my god and then we made choc- keto chocolate fudge to go on Ugh. top of keto ice cream for you and i had 
a combo of vegan ice creams. I had shout out Craig's Craig's ice cream, which was Craig's vegan. Holy smokes, it's so good. She got hooked up this week with some free vegan oh ice cream. Oh my god, it was so good. I also have this weird thing where my feet get really they're hot right now. <laughs> Like hot feet. Yeah, my feet have really been hurting me. I used to be a professional dancer and I have arthritis in my feet. And that's part of the reason I stopped dancing is because I had foot injury. And um, my arthritis acts up when I run a lot and just generally it acts up. Um, mm. But it hadn't been bothering me until this quarantine. Now it's really, my feet are really hurting me a lot. And my feet also get really, really hot at night, especially. Mm -hmm. And it's really uncomfortable, as stupid as that sounds. So eating ice cream is very helpful. And putting ice on my feet helps. Take care of those puppers, everybody. Yeah, I call my puppers. Her little puppers. My pups. Take care of those pups. We need them. My pups are howling. We need them. (laughs) Speaking of pups or not pups, um, we did watch Crip Camp last night. And it's unbelievable, and we highly recommend it um, for folks who aren't necessarily able to use their pups. Um, <laughs> I, the, like, I don't understand the segue. <laughs> the, the language of um, disability is actually not really ideal. It's disabled by society because you really it shows loud and clear in this Netflix documentary. Oh Our society gosh, is yeah. what disables people, and um, folks born, you know, wheelchair bound or whatever it might be that's not that's not their problem to fix really it's it's on all of us to come together and 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 make a world that's accessible for all people um and it's this this video is just fantastic i didn't realize how few how new the disability or the disabled by society sort of um equity Mm-hmm. system was basically yeah. like until the 1990s right there was an equity for people that were disabled by societies who had learning disabilities who have visual impairments or audio impairments or who can't like walk upstairs um it's crazy well and i think it's important just when we're thinking about like privilege equity all of these things like just recognizing our community how many people in our community look like us or don't and like when i think about my community there's very few people who are disabled by society in it that you know right that i know sure that uh, where it's where it's clearly visible technically you are and technically i am fair enough but so yeah i guess that's true um Anyway, it's and not always visible. And people who experience mental illness. Right. That, that is a factor for sure. Depression. That's mm-hmm. a huge anxiety. Like in the workplace. Um, yeah. Those are huge, like, quote unquote, disabilities that we may or may not recognize depending on how evolved we are. It's an excellent point. And I just don't have a lot of friends who have um, physical disabilities mm-hmm. that um, I see. And so it's just interesting to recognize what what's missing in our surroundings and why and ask those questions mm-hmm. and maybe actively shift if we can. And we can. Right. Anyway, we're coming up on 12 minutes. This uh, started out as a quick little intro, <laughs> but I uh, hope you enjoy. They can fast forward. Wait, are we done with everything that we love this week? There's no, we're never going to be done. Mm, what else did you love this week? Go ahead. I don't know. I'm asking you. There's so many things. Like what? Painting, um, riding my bike, hanging out with you and laughing. Oh my gosh. Stop it. Your outfits, your <laughs> dramatic sleeves, all the things. <laughs> anyway, uh, I hope you enjoy this podcast with Simeon Dill. And if you do, please leave a review on iTunes. Really appreciate it. And thank you, Michelle. Rate, Balazon. like, and subscribe. All the things. All of them. Share with your friends. And say what's up to Simeon. He's the legend. He's amazing. We love him. We do. Simeon Real Dill is a premier detail specialist in Chicago. He owns and operates a barbershop in Pilsen, where he cuts a host of celebrities, local notable figures, and influencers. Due to his commitment to detail, Simeon is regarded as one of the best barbers in the city. Simeon is most proud of his use of the barber platform to advance culture and promote community building through Shop Talk, a bi-weekly open forum he moderates, fashioned after the organic flow of the barbershop experience. 
Simeon has most recently been facilitating in social impact spaces, and he is associated with organizations such as the Obama Foundation, Breakout, Lift, and The Simple Good in efforts to create a positive social footprint. Yeah, that's my guy. For sure, for sure, my dude, Ethan. <laughs> so we met while I was driving across the country and popped into Chicago and actually had a shop talk together in the summer of 2018. That was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That was memorable great. Memorable moment. What'd you say? Oh, I said, I said memorable moment for sure. Definitely. Yeah, it was an important, important period of our lives. And we've since connected a lot over Breakout and, and other adventures. But I, I am curious to hear since that shop talk, I knew it was kind of still relatively early for you as you were hosting them. How did things progress? Like, how, how did things evolve? And what were some of the, the highlights that happened before lockdown and pandemic and everything tussled things up? Uh, well, things have been pretty good, man. I can't complain. Um, I've been inspired, like, creatively and from a social impact level because I've uh, been able to be exposed to more platforms. Being a part of Breakout has been, like, super helpful because I get to meet interesting people who are all advocating and making space for, for people, like, all over. So not only have I been able to do a lot of traveling um, for work, I've been able to do some traveling for pleasure. Mm. And then all in that, like reconnecting with some of the people that I've met on the breakout platform, it makes everything a little bit sweeter. So me traveling, it's not like me getting a hotel. I can go crash with one of the homies I met through breakout or, you know, somebody I've met in the network. Totally. Totally. And so how does that then bring you into shop talks? Like, are you often hosting shop talks when you're on the road or is it something that you kind of keep at the barbershop? So ideally, I will. I intended for it to be something in a barbershop. I feel like, like great conversation is bred in a barbershop, and like that comfortable environment is in a barbershop. So uh, it's easier for me to facilitate it in a barbershop. But I've recently been able to like take it other places. Like uh, my first international shop talk was this past 2019, like October. Nice. Uh, I kind of. I got a kind of knack for a knack for meeting really good people like yourself and some <laughs> other breakers. Man, I went to London on a, a personal trip, met this really cool dude named Yan, and uh, he's a guitar shop owner. Oh, and cool! Me and him promised each other that we would link and try to find some type of business or some type of mission together. So the next time I would find myself going to London, the Chicago Bears, my home team. Uh, we're playing the Oakland Raiders. I decided to go with, go out for that and then have a shop talk during that time. I knew people from Chicago who had transplanted to London or who, who would just be out there for the game would be able to come to the shop talk and the support and just, you know, kind of take in that barbershop camaraderie and fellowship that I'm used to, to trying to project all the time. So it's been good, man. That's so cool. So what are some of the topics that come up when you're having a good shop talk like what what what's on the table what are people talking about bro it's literally nothing we don't talk about like they say uh, from a professional standpoint they say it's certain things you're not supposed to talk about in the barbershop you ain't supposed to talk about religion and politics but honestly those are the things that ail us the most and the things that we're most unsure about but these are the people we feel comfortable talking about and we're not supposed to have these conversations so my <laughs> effort to kind of dig into some of those subject matters is just to to talk about the stuff you ain't supposed to talk about so we talk about politics religion sex the things that guys don't like to talk about in this over masculine environment you know what i'm saying like we talk about everything we talk about matriarchy we talk about privilege we talk about race all the stuff we ain't supposed to talk about we talk about wow amazing sorry i just had a little uh phone call coming in so it got disrupted but uh, you're, you're talking no you're, all you're talking about it all what how did you learn this model of building community how, how how did you figure this out uh honestly i think it's uh, what i'm starting to learn is this is purpose driven like originally uh it was just self-serving for me like i grew up in the city moved from the city 
and moved to the suburbs. So I got to experience a little bit of privilege. I went to a diverse high school and I always saw myself as a Chicagoan. So I want to make myself, I want to make my way back to the city, but I kind of felt out of place. Like my mom, she worked her ass off to get us out the hood. So I was able to avoid that grit, that grind. My brother, me and my brother are super close, but he was in the street, super heavy. Mm. And he vowed to never let his little brother have to experience the same thing I he had experienced. So I kind of took to the suburban life. You know, I've always been able to mix and mingle with everybody, but I took to the suburban life because I didn't want to end up in the same situations with friends dying and, you know what I'm saying, going to jail like my brother did. My brother had to do 10 years. So wow. when I came back to the city, when I came back to the city, I just wanted to ingratiate myself in the community. I didn't want to work in the community and it, with no love, with no, you know, with no supporters. So I wanted to come in my suburban self. I wanted to come back to the city, get back, you know, get my hands dirty and get in with the community, get in with the people that I rock with. So the best thing to do in that situation for me was to talk. Mm. So I got I got the environment. I got the place. Come to me. I'll feed you. So all the people who come to Shop Talk, I feed, I, you know, I have a meal ready for them just to get everybody comfortable. We do something like, we talk about something like some stuff that's just thoughtless sports and women and stuff like that. And then we get to some more thoughtful conversations and we try to push each other to grow. Mm. Like we try to like everybody has some type of thing, some type of initiative that they care about. And I want to make sure everybody has a voice, like being that kid from the, from the suburbs, like who who really took to the suburbs, I didn't really have a voice in the streets, you know, when I came. I've always been protected. I've always been vouched for, but to come back to a place to try to get in, like, I felt like I had to bring something to the table. So, me being a genuine person, me being a person who always want to make sure people being spoken for and all that type of stuff, I think that's the thing that allowed me to kind of mix and mingle with different circles. People just respect me in that in, on, on that one. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to try to act like nothing I'm not. You know, people understand it. So, like, in a, in a shop talk setting, like, the the it just kind of made itself. The 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 form, like, the, the way we do it, it just kind of made itself. I really wanted to fashion it after what makes you feel really, really comfortable about the barbershop setting. Just mm. that open, free situation. It's almost therapeutic. Like, I want to create a setting that is just super familiar. And that's, you don't have to do too much to do that in a barbershop. So really I just brought the conversation to the barbershop and the conversation just makes itself. But you also have a knack for asking really important and kind of to the cut cutting questions. Like you get to the core and aren't afraid to kind of ask the direct question. Do you, do you recognize that? And, and do you, do you notice like what are the questions that people often are avoiding that you just go right to? Yeah, honestly, it's it's I think it's a matter of vulnerability. Like I'm not scared to say I don't know something. I ain't mm -hmm. scared to say, you know, I ain't scared to be me. Like it's just stuff that I don't know. Like I asked one of my good homies, like I got a I got a one of my celebrity homies. I asked a question. I don't even think he remember me asking him a question, but I asked him one time, like, can you learn the streets or is it something that you have to be born with? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He gave me his perspective. Like, I want to know because I want to be able to go where I want to go in and get down with whoever I want to get down with, knowing that I'm a good person. I want to make sure I'm good. I want to make sure I'm not missing nothing. I want to make sure, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about every angle because that's not, that's not, you know, my thing, but I want to make sure I'm good. So he gave me his insight. Nice. And it helped me grow. So me asking the questions is really just out of my heart's desire to know more, to learn. You're a curious like dude. I'm a cur curious dude, bro. It's so much you can learn. Uh, some you learn a lot through books, you learn a lot from your elders and mentors, but you learn you should be learning from your peers too. Like mm -hmm. the people walking right next to you got a story, they are who they are for a reason, they done experienced certain things, and we all like can help each other through life just explaining our truths. You don't even have to try to teach somebody on purpose, you don't even have to try to look up no lesson plan or research anything, just telling your truth alone will give somebody insight on what life could be, what life really is. True that. Definitely. So what is a what is a topic that you're curious about right now? What's something that you've been thinking a lot about? Um 
So to be honest with you, making money is like interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of and, people. <laughs> and really, really the the character behind making money. Like I read a book called The The Richest Man in Babylon. And it's just giving you like surefire principles about like what to do with money. Mm. But I don't see that people like I feel like I, I notice I look and I see how money really drives people and it just doesn't do the same thing for me. Hmm. Like I realize that I have to make money in order to live and to have a livelihood that I want. Like I want nice things. I got, you know, I got a nice place and I want, I want even better. I got nice clothes. I want even better. Like who doesn't want to have better stuff? But I realize like some of the things that people do, like you really have to be really willing to cross that threshold. And I question myself all the time about, am I willing to do what it takes for you to really, you know, excel on a business level, on a just hustle level. I'm not na- a natural hustler. Hustler. I'm a I'm an artist, and at at this point, I'm just now learning my worth. So I can't help but to get, you know, paid for what I do. Like I can't help but to like seek some type of value or or receive or s- seek out value for who I am and what I have to offer. I know I'm I'm valuable in a certain way. I'm learning that at this age, at this time of my life. So at some point it has to be a dollar amount associated with that. But I just don't really want to, I don't want, I don't never want to be grimy. I don't never want to be slimy. Like I don't, I don't ever want to do none of that to make no money because money ain't that important to me. Like, and, and, and what I was talking about a couple minutes ago, all these people and connections I made, like I'm more so concerned with my influence in the connections that I have affording the life that money that people use money to do like it's some people who got to make money to have a good life Mm -hmm. i feel like the connections and the people i know i get to experience it i don't have a a high-rise penthouse apartment but a lot of my clients do (laughs) so when i go in there i get to enjoy it and then i get to go home with a smile on my face knowing that i don't have that mortgage or that rent to pay but i still got to still hang out and have fun at the place i get it without the responsibility (laughs) so i i you know i just really want to be able to enjoy a quality of life and find out a pure way to do it. Mm. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I need to, like, my hustle got to be crazy. Like, my worth has to be accounted for. Right. But my hustle don't have to be anything outside of who I am as a person. Well, it's interesting because a lot of people talk about class and classism and associate that purely with wealth in terms of financial means. But classism also relates to your social capital, right? And how much wealth Absolutely. you have in terms of just being able to operate in different circles and you having a youth, like you said, in the suburbs affords you a certain um, ability to engage with various classes that maybe your brother didn't have or others in your community. So it's really um, important to recognize that class exists in many different forms and wealth, wealth does as well. Yeah. So this is Love Extremist Radio. And I go all over the place right now. I stay largely at my house, but um, (laughs) I ask people to share with me what love means to them. I'm really curious to understand how we can redefine love and start to take love seriously as an action in our daily life. But I'd love to hear from you. What is love according to Simeon Real Dill? (laughs) Uh, shout out to uh, California. I know you're over there. Making it hot over there. I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> so love to me, uh, for me at this point, I think love is evolving, right? Love is a thing that you have to continue to develop. Um, but where I am, like in my evolution of understanding love is like understanding. Like I feel like there are several different components to love. But for me right now, the best way, I can I can receive and like and to project love for me is understanding. Like for a person who wants to understand you, you know they care at a different level. Not just hear you, mm. not just exchange with you, but to want to understand. I know I go back and forth with people all the time, and I realize that a lot of people just want to be heard. Right. Like a lot of people just want to make their point and get done with it. They want to be right and be done. I'm I'm more so interested. And like, what humility does it take for you to understand somebody? Like, how how much do I got to listen to you? Or how much that I really got to like you 
do I really have to like you for me to want to understand you? Hmm. So what are, what, are the, what are that dynamics of understanding? Like how, how do you, what, if you feel understood, what does that feel like? What does that look like? Man, that's a warm place. Just feeling wise, like feeling like you understood, like that's a warm place. And unfortunately, a lot of times we only feel like that. We only search that out in romantic relationships, hmm. but people don't even realize with the homies, like, when, when your homie really understands you, you feel like that's my guy. You know what I'm saying? When he really know where you coming from, even if y'all laughing at the same joke, you looking at the, that dude like, bro, like that's what it really is. Like we really on the same page and I rock with you. I love you, bro. You know what I'm saying? When you can understand the same thing, when you're on the same page. So it look, it feels warm. It looks like a person who is like in some type of humble posture. You know what I'm saying? So mm. I feel not, like, it, not, sorry, go ahead. Now, I was just saying, like, I, I think the, when I say a humble posture, like a person who's just not blowing you off, their body language ain't telling you they don't care. You know what I'm saying? It's somebody who really just tuned in to where you at because they, they want to understand where you are mm. and vice versa. Like, I try to get that to people. I try to give people like a resolve, like a just a straightforward, like, hey, I'm here. Mm. Like, I don't know what that what you say that looks like, but I'm trying to give that's what I'm trying to project to you. So, you know that I'm willing to accept what you what you trying to give or what you trying to project. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm there. I'm trying to show you that I'm present. So presence. Presence. Presence is a mm. part of understanding. Uh, it's more than just a intellectual. It's not just about mind, though. Because I think so many people think understanding is like getting a concept. But for you, no, understanding people to people. There. Right. It's like it's compassion. It's, it's, it's connection. It's that warm feeling. That's really a beautiful distinction, though. Because I think a lot of people get confused like i understand but then it's like but yeah but you don't like i think like the the phrase do you feel me is almost Bro, like it's a different thing right it's it's different when you feel somebody rather than you just understand so like that oh. that's, that's it's like it's it's nuance it's like even taking it to another link they one begets the other i think mm. they 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 kind of go together but okay. it's definitely they it's definitely separate like feeling yeah. somebody requires less effort but Got understanding it. somebody is 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 an actionable thing. Like to understand somebody, somebody is it, it may take some effort. It may take a little bit of, you know, work. Mm. Feeling feeling I don't think requires as much work. Right. It's just kind of surface level. Yeah, it's surface level. So how did you learn this definition of love? How did you kind of come to this conclusion? I felt it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I felt it, bro. Somebody. To, for somebody to want to be where I am, being present and wanting to be there for me, wanting to to understand me, taught me how I would want to make somebody else feel, how I would, mm -hmm. would want to love somebody else. So my mom, your mother making you feel a certain type of way, a mother's love, that maternal connection, the, like the things that my mom, even in my adulthood, my mom is not spending money on me, like buying me Christmas gifts and all that type of stuff like she used to do. But the things that she do for me now, the way she come through for me right now in my adulthood, like to show me that, hey, you my son, I, I, I know who you are and I understand. Like that's invaluable. Hmm. That's invaluable. And, and you sometimes you have friends like that. Sometimes you find romantic situation like that. Like a woman to make you feel like, you know, you know, a woman to make you real feel real, real warm. So. Yeah, like, we we've seen them things. We've seen those things uh, in a few different facets, but it's about putting it together and being conscious and present to appreciate it. So then how does that then apply in terms of like the world, in terms of being an activist or just getting out in the world and being in community? Do you feel like that understanding and that warm feeling is just reserved for your intimates or your close people? Or do you think that that can be something that you bring to everyone? I definitely think it's something you can bring to everybody. Like that doesn't have to be your particular goal, but what's in you is going to come out of you. Like mm. if you got some, a, a deep love, if you got a abundance of love in you, it's just going to spill out. So you mm -hmm. can, you can kick it with your homies, but just say, if you have a platform, like I talk to people in a, in a smaller setting and I might talk to 30, 40 people bi-weekly with the shop talk thing, but just say I make content like, the love that the people in that room feel can be extended past that room with oh, content, yeah. with you know what I'm saying, with with social media, like more the masses can feel it. 
You know what I'm but also just them walking out of the room. If they're walking out of the room with love, they're going to pass that on to someone else. Absolutely. That's that's energy. Energy don't dissipate. It just keep on going. So mm-hmm. if you get a, you catch a good vibe from me, that vibe don't have to keep on going. Mm-hmm. I don't care mm-hmm. what you got to say about it. You don't catch this vibe. I love how you have extended your skills as a barber into your skills as a facilitator. And you're sharing that in this way you're really bringing love to people in in your community and beyond and i i'm i really admire that and i think it's a really cool thing and it's not it's something that happens there's a couple barbershops that are doing it right like you you've got yeah. some peers across the country absolutely it, it, I, it's it starts with the individual first like it's people like just just knowing a barber who really want to make their client look good and really care about how this person gonna feel when they get out the chair that's the first start. That's that's showing love right there. That's that's the first one. Would you say that there's a lot of intimacy between a barber and their client? Absolutely. Like because there's obviously trust. Touch your face and you didn't think twice about it. That's intimacy if you ain't never heard it. <laughs> but like, yeah, exactly. It's, it, it's definitely it's a vulnerability there. It's stuff like I got celebrity clients that share stuff with me that they can't even share with their fans. They won't even put in their music, but they sit, you know what I'm saying? That that they they like I remember I was cutting this uh well-known NBA player. We used to sit, I used to go do house calls for him, okay. and I felt like I got to know a completely different person. Like it completely took me out of being his fan. I had to appreciate him as a real person because he's sharing stuff with me that will never be on ESPN. Right. It ain't gonna never be on TMZ. Like he telling me in his bathroom, like his life and how he feel and all this type of stuff. Like, like when 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 he hurt and scooting around the house, but by the time he make it to the game, he jumping out the gym. You you know it's something happening. It's a cortisone shot or something like that. He's processing his relationship issues and all this type of stuff that he don't get to share with his fans. They how does that understand. feel? Do you feel like you need to like take a psychology degree? Uh, no man i think i think before there was a psychology degree it was just people who really cared to understand mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's 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 where i am like i don't necessarily need to be validated by a degree but yeah. i just need to remain humble like if i'm reminded of grace and humility i feel like i can find some answers and i'll be able to reach some people impact some people with the answers that i find and you're good. I mean, there's a lot of trust that people are, are giving you, not only with their their faces and their heads, but also yeah. with with their emotions and their private stories and 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 lives. Yeah. How does that How does that feel to take that in? Does that ever weigh on you, or does that ever stress you out? Uh, I, at this point, it doesn't stress me out. Um, I think I did at some points. I would feel a little heavy, but I feel like I've learned to. Like my my the old southern people used to say, eat the meat and spit out the bone. Uh-huh. So for the things that r- apply to me and, and they relate to me, I you know hold on to for the stuff that's just super heavy and I know for sure I can't control. I just try to let it roll off and let allow my presence to be their comfort or that that intimate part that we can connect. Like it's it's some people life I ain't gonna be able to change. So mm. what my goal is is to just be me be a light, try mm-hmm. to be the best me I can and whoever really could be changed by who I am or what I do and what love I'm trying to project through my craft and through what I do, it's just going to hit who it's supposed to hit. Mm, that's beautiful. I believe, I believe who whoever it's supposed to hit is going to hit. Like, I don't have to try to give everybody a, a drop or a portion or whatever. I'm just, I'm spewing out. You know what I'm saying? Whoever's going to catch it, going to catch it. Like, in, in the natural sense, like, in the wild, in the wild, it's like whoever the strong, the like the strong survive. Mm-hmm. That's 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 Darwin, ain't it? Or who is that? <laughs> yeah, survival know. of the fittest. Yeah, survival of the fittest. That happened in a while, but I feel like in this context, it's more like whoever is open to receive the love will receive it. Mm-hmm. So it ain't it ain't it ain't for everybody. Every everybody ain't gonna catch it. I'm giving it out, but it's for the people who who gonna jump in line for it. Right. Like. I think it's different levels to love. And I feel like sometimes there there is a true love and a genuine love. 
that I feel like we should all be working towards. But if you if you don't really have love in you and you don't know love for real, it's it's impossible for you to express it. But you will like you will operate at your highest height of love. And that may be low. That level may be low on the general standard. But for the individual, that person is feeling like they're giving something. That person is feeling some feeling. So I think that has to be accounted for. I don't think you should make excuses for it, but we should definitely account for a person. People do what they do for a reason. And I don't think you can you can really, really know love and not be able to give it. Like, hmm. I don't think you should be able to, I don't think you can be extensive, extensive in your in your understanding of love and, and uh, objectify somebody or to, you know, hold somebody down or to enslave them or something like that. So for those, for those slave owners, when I'm, when I'm saying they love them, they really, they, they had an agenda. Right. They wanted to see that uh, fulfilled. But if they really, if they even really love their self, if they really love their self or love the God that created the, the, the system that they projected, I feel like they will understand or have a feeling for the slave. So I think it's a matter of growth. I think some people are not, they, they are opposed to growth. They don't want to be anything different than what they've already known. They don't want to change it up at all. And I feel like that discomfort is the main thing that's holding us back, even in 2020. Like some of us know better, but some of us don't want to be bothered. I feel like that's most of prejudice and racism and stuff like that now i don't think it's that many people who have a deep 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 hatred in their heart it's just more people who don't desire to change they don't want to be uncomfortable and they don't mm. want to speak up for other people so uh i think it's it's a testament to their own level of love and how they love themselves how they love humanity how they love god for some people you know how they love the universe like it, it's it's telling it's giving us a show of what your level of love is what your level of understanding is Right. Because if you're willing to work, if you're willing to evolve and grow, then these issues become less, less issues, right? Like the, the, the conversation around understanding becomes much easier when you're open and when you're, when you're wanting to shift. Yeah. Your perspective is people don't want to shift. Yeah. That's interesting. Well, I'm here to encourage folks that shifting is in everyone's best interest and life is better when we can acknowledge and embrace love without avoiding it or dancing around it or it being something that kind of hides in the shadows um but i feel you i understand i understand what you're saying um i both understand and feel um right. and I, I i me too like i'm not just talking to or just like giving my ideas and points just for me to be right or to be like just solid, like what you said just made me think of it in a different way. So I appreciate the exchange. For sure. So this is Love Extremist Radio. What are you an extremist for? What does the word extremist conjure in you? Oh man, what man, how am I extremist? Uh, I'm an extremist for the vibe, bro. I feel like love can can give you a vibe. But it's just some simple things that just give me joy, like listening to some really, really good music, eating some really, really good food, like them, those certain indulgences, like the healthy indulgences. Like I eat out all the time. And since we've been dealing with this COVID situation, I've been cooking for myself and mm -hmm. I've been eating a lot cleaner. And that food, the cleaner food just make you feel better. Mm -hmm. So that vibe, that vibe, that feel, that, that little, that thing that make you dance when you taste something good, like. I'm 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 an extremist for that. I'm a I'm an extremist for that vibe. Wow. So when did when's the last time you felt that vibe? Oh, this morning, bro. I just had a, a, a fire sandwich. I don't care if nobody else like it. I was man, man. What did no, you I'm have? Looking, what kind I'm of looking sandwich? over my shoulder. I'm in a crib by myself looking over my shoulder, trying to make sure nobody was gonna take my food because I, I was enjoying it that much. Well, what kind of sandwich was it? Uh so I had a scrambled egg like a soft scrambled egg with sauteed spinach on a butter toasted brioche with some sriracha mayo and cheddar cheese. Fire, bro. Nice. That sounds amazing. Chicago. Fire. 
Got to get oh, out there. Don't don't forget the thinly sliced tomato slices. Oh yeah, <laughs> keep them thin. Keep them thin. You know, one addition you may want to consider is some cucumber in there. That could be nice. Hey, you know what? I just sliced up a cucumber uh, yesterday, so I might have to try it. Yeah, add some crunch, a little extra crisp. Yeah. Okay. So, what's going on now that we're in quarantine? How are you uh, approaching everything in terms of shop talk and and your work? What are you thinking about? So, uh, unfortunately, right now I'm not really earning. Like the the barbershop business is just shut down for me, pretty much. Uh, I haven't wanted to cut because I want to do my part to. I want to do my part to kind of help the curve. So I haven't mm-hmm. been taking clients. I have. I'm definitely not leaving the house. I had one client uh, since this whole time, but I don't plan on taking any more. Uh, and I had him come to me, but uh, I'm really just trying to do my part to stay out the way, to not be the cause of any issues. Um, I really have had a lot of time to kind of sort out and like spread out my ideas. Like, mm-hmm. I think at some point, me, like that, that same discomfort and and effort to not want to change that I was talking about with the love thing, like even loving myself, it's, it's been some things I've been running for, from within myself that I didn't want to address. So I've been keeping myself really busy, but mm. this time, like this time down, like I don't have the opportunity to run, run away from the things that's really convicting me. So now I have to address those things, make sure my, my space in my mind is clean. So I had a chance to like really purge and like, get some stuff out of my crib that I wasn't using. It just even getting something out of the out of the way in the physical can free up space in the mental. For sure. So like just getting rid of some stuff, cooking for myself, saving money, like it makes you feel better when you save money. Like I've been eating good and I ain't spent two hundred dollars at Maple and Ash, even though that's my favorite restaurant. Like <laughs> I, I'm not spending crazy money on a steak dinner. I done made that same steak dinner for a fraction of the cost. Yep. So cool. it's like it, it makes me feel even better. I'm smiling and it, and no nobody got to see it. Like right. smiles for me. It ain't for nobody else. It's just me. That's beautiful. So what do you hope changes when restrictions are lifted or when things kind of come back a little bit? What are you hoping to see? I just hope people are more thoughtful, man. Uh, mm. I hope people have had enough time to to see their own reflection. I think it's something very symbolic about all the time that we spending down like it's not enough time for you to just be uncomfortable but it's time it's enough time for you to feel uncomfortable and then feel like you might want to do something about it like we've been down for uh, like six weeks almost and maybe after three or four weeks you probably would have been like "Ooh, you know i'm ready to get back to it but no this is like that part in the workout where you think you're about to give up and you realize you ain't nowhere near the end of the rep so you just gotta you know get on top of your stuff so mm-hmm. I feel like that's where we are right now. We we passed the point of just discomfort and I, I miss being outside and all that type of stuff. We passed that, like we getting back comfortable again, but you can't keep on getting up and looking in the mirror and accepting yourself not wanting to elevate. And I don't even mean like hustling and making money or, or having some secondary income or, or being a mogul by the end of this. I ain't talking about that. I'm just saying loving yourself and doing something for yourself. Like everybody, every single person, I don't know, I don't care what class you in, how much money you got, everybody during this time has looked at themselves and considered what they could be doing better. Even if it's cooking, I can do this recipe better. Even if it's cleaning, I can use a different technique. Uh, if you got kids, how can I uh, be attentive to my kids in a different way? Uh, how can I work out and treat myself better? Like, how can I like cut down on the time that I'm on my cell phone, the screen time? Like, Every single person in this whole world has thought about what I could be doing different. It's nobody sitting back with their hands behind their head, just saying like, I'm ready. Totally. You think you're ready. You think you're ready to get back to that comfort. But it's something here. It's something here for all of us. So what do you what are you thinking you're going to do differently when you come out of this? Uh, Definitely invest in my money different. Uh, I have I have been investing in in life experiences before this time like some people might think of it as splurging but for me i know exactly what risk i'm taking when i was spending my money before i was investing into life experiences that i would be able to take on that would give me a little bit of culture 
that I'll be able to share with my kids or somebody else to make shop talk conversation a little bit better. Uh, just give a little nuance and a little, a little value to, to who I am. So I invested my money into traveling. I, I did 12 countries last year. Mm-hmm. So moving forward, I'm definitely going to do like invest my money different in a different way. And I definitely need to put my time myself on a time schedule. Like the discipline is, is, is huge. Uh, and I feel like me being a better me is going to inevitably, inevitably make my platform better and the people that I impact, it, it'll give them more too. Well, as someone who claims to be the detail master, the style master, right? We need yeah. to make sure that like, that applies to other aspects of your life, right? Absolutely. I feel like it's just going to be a natural trickle down. Like me being more disciplined helps me cut time in the barbershop. It helps me have more time to interact with people rather than like just sitting on their head trying to work with their head when I'm really not there. Like giving myself some self-love and care uh, when I'm not in the barbershop allow me to be a little bit more efficient when I'm in a barbershop. So I want, you know, we can, we can have better experiences because I'm more full. What does self-love look like for you? What is some, what's something you like to do for yourself? Uh, I just, it's newfound stuff now. So cooking for myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sounds like you love that. Yeah. Having a clean place. Yeah. Feeling healthy. So, uh, working out, Mm. um, I haven't got to the point where I'm as, as intense as I used to be. I used to be like a legit athlete, but, <laughs> but I'm not there like right now, but riding my bike, you know, get some fresh air. It's simple things that people should be appreciating right now. That's mm-hmm. free. Yep. It don't cost nothing. Totally. I had an amazing bike ride yesterday. I get so, it. It's the best. bike ride and a conversation with somebody you really rock with or get you through these times. It's the best. I, so, I completely agree. Mm. Well, Simeon, this is such a great conversation. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the Love Extremist community? Any any parting thoughts or words you'd like to bring to the to the people? Uh, sure. Uh, for one, it's always like it like you can never it's like you can never have too much love. Mm-hmm. So just reminding everybody who tunes in, anybody who's listening to this, like step up the love. Yeah, like it's it's always another level. It's more it's more impact you can have. It's not about just like going crazy and depleting yourself, but it's just more out there. I think we were created to love. I think that's why we operate at our optimum humanity when we love it. Like when we love it, we the best people we can be. We the best humans can be when we love it. So I think it's more of that we can get into. I want to encourage everybody to to stay on top of that. Uh, mm. love yourself because that's going to allow you to love easier and love better. Um, mm. And for anybody who has an open ear and, and a willing, willingness to exchange, I'm, I'm on the Instagram uh, platform, Simeon underscore real deal. Uh, I'll be doing a virtual shop talk uh, coming up. I wanted to do one today, but I don't want to press myself. So I want to do one before the end of the week. If you're following my page, you will know. I'll make sure you know when the next uh, shop talk is that we do on ig live uh beautiful my, my people uh, yeah my boy ethan he's awesome <laughs> he's a love extremist so don't take it lightly he's not just a host or a moderator but he actually put love out there giving somebody a platform to express their love is love in itself uh mm. breakout i got a shout out breakout definitely uh, breakout that's, that's the organization that brought us together and mm-hmm. then my homegirl priya was the simple good She's doing some great things with some kids in Chicago, and I'm going to do an artist takeover on her IG page this Saturday. So you can see me, what I do, and what I think is a simple good thing to help you get through life on Saturday on my girl, my homegirl Priya's page. Oh, that's beautiful. That's exciting. Yep, yep. Amazing, Simeon. Well, thank you. Thank you. I was going to ask where we could find you. So you already shared um, and appreciate you making time to connect and uh, just give your insight and your experience in terms of being uh, on the dome in Chicago and all over the world. Um, but it's so great to, to connect and have this conversation. To take us out, what is your favorite love song? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Dang, my favorite love song. It, it, it can be of the moment, you know, first thought, best thought. You don't have to make it like a big, you know, like what what do you what would be the song so, so, right so now? So it's kind 
I have to explain this real, real quick, quick, right? This, this, it's this crazy way my brain works. I don't, I don't process words. Like, I don't, it's very hard for me to process lyrics. Okay. I, like, I'm a musician first, so I hear music first. So when I hear a song that I really like and that I vibe with, that I feel, it's me hearing the music first. It's not necessarily the words, but I will tell you, the person or the artist who makes it very easy for me to understand their words and their lyrics is an artist named PJ Morton. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has, I mean, his his whole his whole position is love. Like his mm-hmm. his all his music is about love. So uh, you can pick any one of them. If if you told me I had to put pick one of his songs out of a out of a hat blindfold, I would easily tell you that was one of my favorite songs. So. PJ Morton is an awesome example of what I think about love when I'm listening to music. That's amazing because I just interviewed someone who said Not Coming Back by PJ, the Chicago kid. Um, so I won't do that track, but I'll find another PJ Morton track and uh, and put it up. PJ Morton. Any any PJ Morton song. Okay. And we good. Okay. You got it. I'll find it. Beautiful. Well, Simeon Dill, I will post links to your Instagram and hope everyone follows along with what you are up to in the shop talks and gets out to see you either at Oasis Barbershop or wherever you are in the world. And really grateful for your time and and chatting with me today. And uh, yeah, here we go. Thank you, Ethan, man. I appreciate you talking to me, bro. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks all for listening to Love Extremist Radio. If you like it, post a comment, share it with your friends, and we'll see you next week. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Take care. All right, bro. To be in love alone So I'm trying my best Not to overreact But I need to know right now No lies, just facts So if you love me Just say so Cause I can't play these games with you no more If you love me, just say so I need to know from you right now before I go It's just that I can feel I'm falling deep And I don't want to fall unless you're falling
right now before us. 